Hello and welcome to the Yellow Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Juliet Marhofer Duggar. I am so glad you're here. I really believe this could be the best part of your day. So hang out with us as you hear another story of resilience with texture artist Britt Albin. I met Britt through a women's group on Facebook and her post just stood out to me and I decided to reach out and I'm so glad I did because she is fascinating. She shares with us how she has walked through so many places of darkness in her story and what she did to keep creating in the midst of the pain. So stay with us as we dive into this dialogue together and you'll learn how she cried out, give me a message and how she carried on with that on the inside of her. And a little bonus for you, somewhere along the way, you get to hear my birds tweeting in the background (laughs) during our interview. So let's get started today. So I want to welcome everyone to Yellow Soul today. I have the pleasure of speaking with a beautiful and fascinating human being. Her name is Britt Albin, and she is a Christian texture artist. And Britt and I came together through a Uh, women's a private group on Facebook and her information just stood out to me and so here we are we've had quite a few conversations uh, live and through text getting to this point and the first time I heard her story I knew that at some point I wanted to share her with all of you so Britt welcome to Yellow Soul we're so glad that you're here with us thank you for inviting me I'm happy to be here Yes. So, so amazing. You became a Christian texture artist and tell us a little bit about what you create because it's just brilliant and beautiful. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, it's been a journey for sure. Decades, you know, um, just ever since I was little, I was an only child. So it was like the one activity that you could do solo, you know, (laughs) so I just became good at it. And, um, I went to college for a year and studied art at a, um, a large university. And I just remember feeling as though there was something missing. I wasn't quite sure what it was. And, um, you know, I, I love the Lord. I believe that he had something special in store, but, um, what we were learning, I just couldn't connect to it. And so I remember thinking, Lord, how am I going to be an artist if I can't connect with what they're teaching? But he came up to me in the cafe, he stopped, he looked at me and he said, excuse me, do you sing? And I was just put back. I'm like, sing, you know, where is this coming from? And my friend, I was in, I was in such shock that my friend actually had to answer for me. And she said, "Um, yeah, yeah, she sings, she sings. Um, And he said, you really need to pursue that. And that's all he said. And he walked away. And that summer a good friend of mine, um, she told me that she was going to Christ for the Nations Institute. It was a little Bible college in South Dallas. And she said, you know, you need to pray about going with me. They have, um, they have a singing program. They have, um, like one art class, you know, and you just really need to think about it. Well, that summer, it would not let me go. I drove myself to our, my childhood, um, church parking lot. And I just cried to the Lord. And I said, you know, this school is not accredited. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. How, how are you going to make this work? And a song came on and it was all it said was just, I trust you. 
And I knew at that moment, without ever visiting the school, without ever, um, you know, barely getting my application in in time, I knew that I was supposed to go to Dallas. So um, I left that university and went to this two-year unaccredited school. I took the only art class in the basement of one of the buildings by a teacher by a teacher who barely spoke English, and he taught me how to use roofing tar, believe it or not, as a textural element in painting, and so I fell in love with texture. I no longer use roofing tar now, but um, but I just fell in love with the fact that you could sculpt on canvas, and so, um, you know, it has been something that I've just enjoyed for years and years and years. And when we moved to Dallas 10 years, or I'm sorry, New Orleans 10 years ago from Dallas. But I always, I thought, you know, New Orleans is the best place to be if you want to be an artist. This is going to be just so great. I had all these elaborate plans. And the first thing that I did was I thought I had to look the part, right? I had to look like an artist in order to become an artist, a successful artist. So I had this cute little asymmetrical haircut and I dyed a strip of it blue. And I was like, okay, I'm an artist. And I remember thinking, oh gosh, <laughs> you know, like this is not who I am. If you know me, I'm very soft-spoken and just, um, I love to just go with the flow and listen to the Holy Spirit. And um, it just wasn't me, but it was a good learning, uh, learning curve um, as I become, you know, the artist that I wanted to, to be, I didn't know that I could be, but, um, but that the Lord has shown me over the years that what he has for me. It's amazing to think about the steps that you took to the basement (laughs) I know (laughs) there, right? When you, when you found yourself in the basement and just thinking about that art class and discovering the texture art and then how that's evolved and where it's brought you today. That's remarkable. So share with us a little bit about your, about your art and what you create. Yeah. So it really started um, after we moved to New Orleans and the church plant group fell apart eight months later. I was devastated. I felt like we had uprooted our life and moved to a city that the Lord should have blessed us abundantly. And, you know, um, just all we wanted to do was serve the Lord. And so when we ran out of funding for the church plant in, in New Orleans, I just remember thinking there's my life is over. I mean, that's how it felt. It, you know, it destroyed um, relationships along the way. My husband ended up leaving at that time um, to go back to Dallas. And I just could not leave. I, I just, for whatever reason, felt like the Lord wasn't finished in New Orleans. I knew the only art that I could create was art out of my heart at that time. And so I was just broken and I felt like, man, God, how are you ever, ever going to use this brokenness that I feel? How are you ever going to restore my relationship with my husband? You know, how are you ever going to piece me back together? And so I I started praying and I just asked the Lord, you know, 
God, I know there's an art series somewhere in, in here that you want to create. Please show me what it is so that I can not only paint it for my own healing, but help others with their brokenness too. Because I knew that if I felt that way, there was other people out there that sensed they were too broken too. And so I was really adamant for three days. I just prayed continually from morning to night, could not stop praying, Lord, give me a message, give me a message. And I remember at the, it was probably the end of the third day or the fourth day, I came across this, um, this word, it was a Japanese term called kintsugi, and it was the art of mending something broken with gold. And they used it a lot in ceramics, a, a pot would be broken and they would mend it back together with gold. And they would say that because it's been broken, it's made beautiful, um, or it has a story story and that story makes it beautiful. And so that was something that I had hoped that the Lord would do with my brokenness and something that I thought, you know, he would want to do for other people. So I called it, uh, the mended series and I painted the first one and put it out on social media. And I got messages asking for me to paint one for them that somebody had just lost someone dear to them or had a miscarriage or, um, was going through a divorce or whatever it was. And they just needed this reminder that God made all things new. And so I, that was my first art series and um, something I still paint for people to this day, you know, uh, six years later. And God has given me a series just about every year that I paint. That's a message that I really feel led to share, to encourage people. And, and yeah, that's, that's how it started and and how it's going. So it's just absolutely brilliant how you looked at everything around you coming back to that place of here we are, God, and crying out, like, give me a message. That's so powerful. You, you coming toe to toe with the fear and the pain and all the loss that you experienced. And was that also during the time, I know that you mentioned that you and your husband were separated during that time. Was that in that window of time as well when you were crying out to God? Yeah, he had actually, so we were apart for eight months and then he came back and it was shortly after that time that, um, that God gave me the art series. So we were back together. God was restoring our relationship. Um, things were looking up and we, I'll tell you this, when we, when we were apart, we had to get down to the nitty gritty of our souls and what the, you know, our relation, our own individual relationships with the Lord. So that when we came back together, it was like, we were new people. We had the memories of our old selves, but we, had come to the absolute end of ourselves. And so we were focused on rebuilding something. So good. So beautiful. I, when you're saying that, I'm thinking about the Mended series and you being on, on one side and being part of this, uh, a broken pot or a broken vessel and your husband being that as well. And this gold 
that's running through the cracks is the love and the healing power of Jesus Mm -hmm. and just bringing both of those broken vessels together in in a way that only he can. And I love that you said we emptied and came to the end of ourselves. And I do believe that is, it's the most powerful position we can be in, even though we feel that we are so weak, yet we know Mm -hmm. that God shares with us that in our weakest state is when he is the strongest and when his power emerges the greatest. And it's Mm -hmm. in those moments where I feel like I finally, instead of looking around me, I finally look up and the posture of my heart shifts and my perspective shifts. Everything around me seems to come into focus. It doesn't necessarily mean that the question marks fade or that everything just begins to make sense, but he makes sense. What resonates with me is knowing that he's able in my inability, that he's always able to, to overcome and to help me overcome and to know that here you and your husband were in, in this moment of your life and you had a decision to make you know, you could either bring the two vessels together and let that gold run through the center of your lives or remain apart and that both of you wanted to come together. And so just to know that the series that you were given that you created out of so much pain in your life is so beautiful. And it is, it is the beauty that he gives us out of the, the ash heaps that are lying around us but the most powerful point is when you decided you and your husband because you had to make a decision right you came to that place of or find a starting point we have to choose we have to make a decision and then what came after that for you so I did I actually painted the mended series for I think three years consistently before the Lord gave me um, other series that I felt really strongly about. And those, some of those were, you know, the new horizon series, which is about marking a new season, um, looking forward to what the Lord has in store and focusing on the reflection of Christ in us, in whatever it is that we do. And I did that one um, for for about a year, and then it was I was late one night. Um, it was probably around midnight uh, a few years back, and I just had read this verse in Psalms where it talks about like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them, and. I had read that verse before, but I hadn't seen a visual. And so since I'm a creative, I think sometimes through visuals and I thought, man, I need to write this or sketch this out because I just saw this beautiful quiver of arrows. Um, And I thought, you know, I'm going to get it on paper. And I leaned over to my husband and I said, babe, I just had this idea for a painting and I don't know what this is for but I just feel like God is going to use it at some point. 
And so, you know, he, he was being encouraging, like, that's awesome, babe. It's great. It's midnight. Now let's go to sleep, you know? <laughs> and, um, I and it. so I, I probably stayed up for another, you know, hour just thinking about it and excited about this new series. Well, the next day I'm at a friend's house and the neighbor comes over and she shares this amazing, exciting news that they're pregnant with their third child. Now they had been trying to get pregnant for 10 years with their third. Uh, they had two boys and um, she just thought, you know, maybe, maybe it's just not in the cards for us, but her husband and her two boys had prayed every single night for another baby. Well, they had just gotten to the point to where they were, you know, they were starting to give up. They were in their forties and they just thought, you know, maybe it's too, too late. Um, we just can stop praying and, Anyway, it was a shock to everyone when they found out that they were pregnant. And so I'm sitting here at this kitchen table and hearing her say, I really want the theme of the baby shower to be something that honors my husband's prayers, that he has prayed so consistently and so fervently for 10 years, you know, for this child that I want it to be something that um, really is just so meaningful so right there, we decided, I, I shared with them my idea about the quiver of arrows and they loved it. So we themed the entire shower, uh, raising arrows and at her shower is when I, I introduced the first painting of that series, um, the raising arrow series. Oh, and that's amazing. Yeah. And so I've been painting that one series ever since. So it's been about two years, a little over two years. Was that a surprise to her? Did she know that you were presenting? She, that no, she did not know. So she was surprised. My other friend actually um, commissioned me to do it for her as a gift um, at her shower. So it was a surprise to her when they opened it and saw their little quiver of arrows with the three arrows oh. you know, and the verse written in gold underneath. And it was really special. Her heart had to be completely overwhelmed with love. In that yeah. moment. With all of the series, it's like God will give me an idea, but then He always gives me multiple meanings throughout the series. And He He shows up a little bit more, you know, through these series. So with the Raising Arrows series, I've actually created quivers um, of arrows that represent some miscarried children or some adopted children, you know, the the arrows that point up in these modern day family portraits is what I say. Um, the arrows pointing up represent the children that are in heaven, whether through miscarriage or loss, the children with the arrows pointing down are the earthly children. So I have the privilege as the artist to paint quivers of all different shapes, sizes, and, um, you know, layouts of, of, babies pointing up and babies pointing down and so it's just this really beautiful it, it's a beautiful way to show that every single family is different mm -hmm. and just because you experience loss or your family is is through adoption or, or whatever it may be um they're so unique and beautiful in their own way and that's been just a new revelation through this series that i've i've really really loved and and become partial to it's that that every family um 
needs to be displayed in, in their own uniqueness. Yeah, I love that. When you shared that with me on the phone that day, that was just just a point where I was I was so just enamored by your your ability to to capture the essence of family and how special the family bond and unit is and to be able to honor every single life yeah. and the legacy and what that family is and and uh, how they've created. So question, this just kind of came up, but so you have a, let's say that you've created this family portrait and then you have another child. Are you able to take the portrait back and add to that portrait or how have you ever done that before? Yes. So I actually have had a few families reach out and say, you know, I really don't want to wait to order an arrow painting, but we are planning on having another one. And so I always tell them, you know, yes, absolutely. We can add another arrow. Um, I think that's, that's amazing. I mean, what, you know, to have a, a painting on your wall and then to see the progression of your family too. I think that's really fun and something that I definitely, um, definitely offer. And then others, you know, they, they say, um, I have one family that I remember she reached out and she said, Britt, I have, you know, eight kids, but we want to adopt. And can you, can you incorporate the adopted child during that time? So I'm still waiting for that one. I'm like, whenever y'all are ready, just send me the painting and we'll, we'll incorporate. That's just amazing. In your home and something that you can just look at that is a visual and it's tangible that you can just look at every day with gratitude and thankfulness as a reminder of how blessed we yeah. are. And it's just, uh, it's such a gift. And I just thank you for, for creating and for saying yes. You know, the, I reflect back on, on something you said earlier and you saying to God, give me a message, give me a message that that act of faith is so encouraging for our hearts and a reminder to, to step out. That was a really big ask because you didn't know, right? You, you didn't know what was going to be on the other side of that. You knew that I have to create in the midst of my pain. And it's, it's essential for us to know that pain and power are not mutually exclusive, that they coexist beautifully. Mm-hmm you were, you were crying out to God in the middle of your pain saying, I know I need to create, I know there's a message in this. And, and you were still walking your story out. You were still restored. Your marriage was still being restored. You were still reconciling places within your own heart and in your own soul and in your own life. And not knowing what that was going to look like, you kept asking and kept trusting, you know, the last couple of years, have been so challenging for, for many, I think we could say for the human race, what's that, what does that look like for you as an artist? Because there's definitely been many conversations that I've personally had with those that are thought leaders, creatives, entrepreneurs, and that their command center, their hub is their home. And so when the pandemic showed up, there was definitely this tension of, okay, this is my hub, this is my space, but it, it went from that to being confined, you know, feeling more of a confinement 
where we laughed too, because there was a measure where some people said, well, <laughs> you know, if they were someone who were more introverted, they were like, well, this is kind of a dream. Now I just have permission <laughs> to stay <laughs> home and stay confined, you know, but those of us that are maybe more a little extroverted, right. Uh, there's a little bit of a different story, right? Our freedom was being removed. Um, so what is that? What did that look like for you as, as an artist? I don't know chronologically the, the timing of all of that, that you were going through with it, but what does that look like for you to, to keep, creating during that window of time in your mental health? You know, when the pandemic hit, everybody was just bombarded. I mean, it just felt like we were living in this chaotic state and and we didn't know which way was up. We didn't know which way was forward. You know, there was all of these decisions you now had to make and, um, and businesses were struggling. And, you know, I had just decided before the pandemic, I felt like I had heard from the Lord to say, now is the time to go full-time art. And I, I need you to step out of the boat, Brit. you know? And so I remember when I did that and then the pandemic hit, I thought, what have I done? You know, like, how is this going to work out? I mean, people are losing their jobs. They're losing their livelihood. And it was a, it was a faith walk. I mean, every day I had to trust him and, you know, even when your family or your friends didn't understand your decision to just move forward, I felt like I knew the Lord's voice enough that I needed to be obedient. And quite honestly, it got to the point to where he, he pretty much kicked me into it. Um, And I just had to, you know, I felt like sink or swim kind of thing. So, you know, I, I honestly had to remove myself from people for a time. And I felt guilty about that because I felt like, you know, I'm supposed to be, um, this creative who just encourages everyone with everything that she creates. And I didn't paint for a while when that happened. Um, I really focused on just walking and talking with the Lord and, and healing my, my soul from discouragement and disappointment. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us probably did go through those thoughts of just being overwhelmed and not knowing what to do and just not the best version of ourselves because of what we had to process and, um, to sense the Lord's presence, even, you know, through that, I, I felt done with people. Honestly, um, I had just been discouraged and disappointed so many times that I thought it was probably easier to just stay in the four corners of our home, you know, and just live life and not worry about people. Um, and I, you know, I knew that wasn't right, but I couldn't pinpoint exactly what was wrong until I got in the word. And then I started seeing, you know, I wasn't centered. I was, I was looking at other people and what they said about me and what they wanted for me over what the Lord was saying. And he was telling me to be still, to be secure, to be okay. And what's funny about that is, um, is we are actually on a journey of living this summer in Airbnbs, so we don't have a, a central location. And I've never felt, I joke and say, I've never felt so secure, even though I'm homeless, you know? <laughs> and, um, uh, but the, the reason is, is because um, 
I had to allow the Lord to heal some places that I hadn't let him heal before. Mm. Um, and I thought it was going to be easier to just walk forward and pretend like those areas weren't there and still be creative and still be all the things that I needed to be. And that just wasn't the case and, and allowed me to heal. Wow. Tell me more about the process for you. Is there a point that you were able to come to where you, you made a decision that in order to create, you knew that there was areas for you that needed to heal. Was it just a matter of laying the art down, laying, laying the, the creativity in terms of just like physically creating something for someone? Did this then shift to outward to then being able to turn that inwardly for yourself and sit in that? What did that, what did that actually look like for you? Well, I did a lot of walking. So I just joke and say, I literally walked it out, walked my healing out, walked my mindset out, walked out my creativity when I just felt drained and I didn't feel creative, didn't feel inspired um, by anything. The only thing that I could do, I remember was I, I figured, well, I need, I know I need to sketch every day. I know I need to read the word of God every day. So I will just start by reading Psalms and sketching what I'm reading. And so I began Psalm one and then I, I really got into it and I thought, Oh, this gives me a, a way to be creative, but not necessarily, even if it's just one Psalm a day, you know, that's manageable for me because I just felt so overwhelmed and drained by what was going on in the world, you know, and, um, that really helped me get out of that, um, lack of creativity. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's been other nights where I just was, I remember thinking, man, I haven't sketched anything new in a while. And I just made myself go in, in the living room on the floor, sat on the floor and just got a thought out and it actually turned into something that was worth sharing and helped other people. I had got messages saying this was so timely. I needed to see this, you know, and things like that helped me to understand that I don't have to be the best version of myself to create something meaningful. And it's always been a theme through my artistic journey that whenever I feel broken or whenever I feel less than or inadequate that the Lord has an opportunity to show up and show out, you know, and, and to really use it. And so I know that now, um, you know, through doing this for years is that um, if I'm obedient and submissive to the Lord's leading, then he is going to be faithful to show up and, and help people through the process. So yes. centering on him. So. Yes. If we forsake ourselves in those moments, we do, do forsake some of the most meaningful moments and creativity that he wants to capture in the heartache and in the pain, um, because that's our humanity. That's our humanness on display. And that's, that is what resonates with other human beings. And I do believe that the enemy of our soul knows that if we just get so swallowed up by the pain and we just quit that we, 
we give up and we quit on life and quit on our creativity and quit on people. That's exactly where that darkness wants us to, to stay. And for you to have continued to fight, to keep your light on in those moments. And I love that, that you walked it out for your, in your mind that you walked it out and to continue to refresh and recharge and that we were waiting for God to shift the chaos while God is waiting on us because he says he's empowered us for us to be the ones to speak to the chaos that he's Mm -hmm. put everything within us that we need that risenness and that resurrection coming through celebrating Easter and knowing that that risenness is on the inside of us that that we have the power I one of my favorite scriptures is Ephesians 3.20 that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above Mm -hmm. all. And I love that last part, according to the power that's on the inside of us. So he's empowered Mm -hmm. us to speak and to create and to do that. We are not to only hear, but to do and to know that in the middle of all that, that you continue to pick up the art and pick up the texture and go to the canvas. And it's, it reminds me of encouraging hearts to sit in their soul care journey having those moments of looking at the journal and just sitting there and feeling like, you know, you, maybe you don't fill up two pages, but maybe it's one or two sentences. It's the act of doing it many times, the act of showing up, showing up for yourself. It's showing up in those moments when no one else sees you, no one else knows all of the behind the scenes. I think about your story and your journey of all that you've gone through to create the Mended series, to create the New Horizon series, to create the, the arrows and this, these beautiful pieces that are so monumental for families. And knowing that you went through so much pain and torment in your own soul and in your own story and mental health and the beauty that comes, that, that comes out of all that is, uh, is just it is truly remarkable. The fact that God used a broken, broken person, myself, to create the Mended series. He used a woman who has struggled with miscarriage and infertility to create a meaningful series for families um, to showcase their legacy. I mean, there is nothing that God, in my mind, there's nothing that God can't do exceedingly above all because he's done it in my life so many different times. And so I just want to encourage anybody else out there that's struggling with, I can't do whatever it is, you know, fill in the blank because I am this. That's not true. He he does it all the time. And it's so beautiful the way that he crafts stories together. And, and he tells he tells a story that only he can tell. And I think it's just amazing. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, I'm so grateful that he does that in our lives. And he's done that in my life and your life. And, you know, yes, it is. It is an act of saying, give me a message. I want more. This can't be all that it, all that it is or all that it's about that. I know there's more and fighting for those moments, fighting to, to create and that it, that it doesn't come easy in those moments that we become strengthened to be able to keep, to keep creating and 
that many times we can't see the road ahead of us. All we can see is just the next step that we need to take and the trust and the act of, of taking that step and finding a starting point on a daily basis. What would you say you, you find is a rhythm in your life that has continued to lead you out of the darkness into the light of being able to continue to create and think creatively when you hit those points in your journey that you feel really low to keep you going and moving forward. Um, gratitude of what he's done, of who he is, of who he's created me to be, who he's put in my life. You know, the walks are important to me because when there's no noise, there's no phone, there's just me and, and Jesus, I can talk to him and be 100% honest with him and he can be honest with me. And that's really when he speaks to my heart the clearest. So that's definitely something that I have tried to continue um, and is very, very important to not only my mental, emotional health, but also my creative, you know, and abundance of grace that God gives. That's been a theme through a lot of my artwork. And I need to have grace for myself. I need to have grace for others. And um, he has just taught me over and over again that grace is present and it's all around. And, you know, when, when I have hard days or, or really go through really tough, you know, circumstances and challenges that, that his grace and his mercy are always there for us and that I never have to do any, any of it alone. And so um, I think just lifting the expectation and the, the have to's off myself and just knowing it's okay to some days just be, and then some days to create and some days, you know, if it's hard, it's hard, but you're going to get through it and that the Lord's there to, to get, to help you through it too. I was reflecting on a post that you put on Instagram. So I had to look it up <laughs> because I had, when I, when I shared it to my story, I had so many DMS of like, Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. So many hearts. And you said, grace is love that seeks you out when you have nothing to give in return. It's being loved when you are unlovable. Totally in. Yes. He yeah. is Billy Graham's grandson. That is amazing. So I'm going <laughs> to grace is love that seeks you out when you have nothing to give in return. It's being loved when you are unlovable. So powerful. And I yes. feel that we can say that's the story of our lives, the story of, of humanity is grace seeking us out when we, when we don't deserve it. In those moments when we are, when it's dark and we are face down and we don't feel like creating, we don't feel like mending our, our lives, our relationships. We don't feel like reconciling those places in us. And like you said, staying inside, coming through the pandemic and feeling more secure within the four walls because everything outside our front door felt like a threat. Right. And just felt like yeah. fear was in our face. And we, we had some choices and some decisions to make that either fear was going to dominate our lives or grace was going to be what spurred us on many times. Grace shows up and does for us what we can't do for ourselves and yeah. rescue us time and time again and 
and, and right on the heels of that, I think the marriage partner and grace is mercy. <laughs> you know, the, those moments when we are so undeserving of that mm-hmm. and, and that seeks us out and uh, just those spaces in our lives of, of the darkness that's there and that we, we, can, we can overcome that through your story today. Britt, thank you so much for what you've shared. And you and I are not without challenges, are not without brokenness, are not without mm-hmm. pain and trauma and where we are in our stories that creating, I, I feel like if I'm not creating, I might as well not be living. And in those moments, knowing that on the other side of our yes, that there's life, that I feel like there's just, there's breath waiting to inflate our lungs. And um, I feel that your story today and the hard places that you've walked through and your own journey that you continue to create something so beautiful. uh, We're so inspired by you today and you sharing your story of resilience. So thank you for hanging out with us and for all of our listeners. Share with us how we can find you. I know you're on Instagram, so share with us yeah. your details. Yeah, so I mainly hang out on Instagram. So it's at Brit Albin Art on Instagram. And there you'll see, you know, several of my series in the highlight section. And then I, I post, you know, weekly devotionals and things like that that I feel like the Lord gives me as well. So I try to just if you need some weekly encouragement, I'm over there and um, you can check me out on there. I also have a Facebook page, but I'm, I'm mainly on on Instagram. Yeah, we're Instagram girls. We've had yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like once you go Instagram, you just, you know, you just hang out there forever. It's, it's, the, <laughs> yeah. only, it's the visual um, for me. It's, you know, yeah, the creativity same. of seeing all the visuals that exactly same well thank you again I love you we appreciate you sharing your creativity with us and with the world and we're so thankful for your story of resilience and that you continue to to do what you do and create and share all the goodness so until next time yes thank Thank you. you all right bye bye Thank you for tuning into Yellow Soul today. I hope you enjoy this episode with texture artist Britt Alvin as much as I did. What an awesome story of resilience. And I love the practical application that she offered our souls, how to care for ourselves in the midst of the storm. I challenge you to ask, give me a message. What's on the other side of that big ask for you and me? Don't forget to rate and review us. We need that. Let us know how this is speaking to you and what are some other topics that you want to hear a conversation around. Thank you again for tuning in and until next time, cheers friend.